Hey fellow gamers, almost at the beginning of the pandemic, almost at the beginning of our lockdown, I started a project with some friends to learn better how to be a game master, a GM. Uh, and I chose to use Kids on Bikes because I think it's one of my favorite systems right now that I've come into contact with. It's just a great open-ended storytelling system. It gives you a setting, but at the same time, doesn't give you a lot of rules to pay attention to. It's pretty much a collaborative story between a group of friends or a group of people who are, are getting to know one another. It's, it's a really great uh, role-playing game. So what we did was we said, okay, we're going to take uh, myself, Brian Quinones, Tim Grant, and Brennan Jordan and put us all in a room together and we're going to play Kids on Bikes and we're going to create this mythical structure and have a story around it. And what came out of this was an amazingly enlightening experience for me and I believe for the players as well. I took on the role as GM for the first time ever. Uh, played along with as much improvisational panache as I could and fumbled my way through telling a story of a place that just doesn't yet exist or maybe will never exist or couldn't possibly exist. I don't know how to say it. It's a place called Cricket Falls and uh, it is a uh, collaborative uh, event, uh, collaborative space that we created between the four of us. And the story became a pretty compelling way to hang out, be friends, and just have a really good and silly time. And so there's a lot to this. Uh, you're watching, if you're if you're listening to this particular episode, this is not a typical Rolling for Change episode. This is an experiment. So if you don't want to be subjected to uh, an experiment, turn back. There are plenty of great podcasts to check out. The Sarah Lynn Bowman podcast that we just recently did is one of the most amazing conversations I've ever had. Uh, so turn back and check that out if you're not interested in, in seeing this sort of uh, masterpiece of, of, <laughs> of uncertainty that I'm going to present here for you. But our idea is that, you know, we recorded all these episodes, which is, that's great, that's fantastic. And what we want to do is eventually release all of these episodes to you guys as maybe its own podcast, maybe a subset of another podcast, but not necessarily Rolling for Change. Right now, we just wanted to get it out and see what people thought of it and see if you were interested in this. This is a little bit raw. There's no sound effects. There's no music. This has not been particularly uh, played around with in order to create the most dramatic effect. But the fun of listening to this episode is listening to the four of us just work together and try to create this crazy little story. And sometimes you'll get to watch me bumble through the GM role and not know, you know, when should I, when should I call montage? When should I call, uh, let's move on to the next scene? When, you know, those kind of things are all things I'm playing with. And how do I improvise in the creation of characters when they just suddenly show up? Um, it's been a tremendous amount of fun, and I hope that that's communicated in our story here. But I'm going to present this to you, and then at the end of the episode, after the closing music or whatever of the episode, we will um, uh, basically give you the debrief that we did afterwards. So if you just want to hear us bumble around, be silly, and create this story, that's in the front. If you want to take it all the way to what's our debrief and what's it like to talk about our experience as shrinks on bikes, ultimately, then uh, you can stick around till after the music and I will add all of that detail there. So, hope you enjoy it.
thanks so much for listening. And uh, uh, see you on the next one. Cricket Falls, Colorado is geographically just about an hour above Boulder, Colorado, in a little mountain nook that is only well known for its donuts and perhaps its early recognition as a mining hub. Initially, when the founders of Cricket Falls began to settle the land, they found a rich seam of coal and the town went from nothing to a booming coal industry in just under a decade. Every rail line in, every rail line in the area usually had some connection to Cricket Falls. For a brief moment, the town was making a name for itself and looked to be the top producer of coal in the country. But then, the seam ran dry. The town struggled to maintain its business, but eventually Boulder took everything over, having found their own seam of coal, and more importantly, already connected to the same rail lines as Cricket Falls. The town languished for years, but the hardy, headstrong pioneers and the families that they spawned seemed to be made with resilience. Even in the midst of a downturning economy, and unstable supply lines, they always managed to find the silver lining and stay cheerful and optimistic. If anyone really knew about the town anymore, they would probably get rewarded for their blind bravery and sickening positivity. History shows that Cricket Falls jumped on every opportunity it could, but it seemed to always come in second place. There was a brief attempt to develop dairy industry, and things were going quite well. They had the notion of selling boxed mac and cheese, which came with a cheese powder that could be mixed in the water or milk to create instant macaroni and cheese. But before they could get, to the, get the infrastructure built to market this, a company named Kraft got their product on the store shelves, making the Cricket Falls efforts look like a pale comparison, even though they actually had the better tasting product. In an attempt to bank on the competition, they optimistically named their cheese industry Chester's Silver Metal Cheese, nodding to Kraft as getting the gold medal in this particular race. This trend also carried into the Cricket Falls high school team, the Crocodiles. The Cricket Falls Crocodiles produced some amazing football teams over the years, but alas, since they started in 1950, they have never won a playoff. They have always come in second place. The coaches have reasoned that even though they've not made the championship, they're still second best, and since this is much higher than the other teams, they have pridefully owned their place as runners-up, always believing that the right turn of luck practice and skill would result in success. The town is made up of the following sites and landmarks. The now abandoned mine and a now defunct railroad station usually used as a farmer's market on Saturdays. There's the school, which is a combination school even though it's internally divided into separate, the older kids and the younger kids. Places of business include Lucky Lane's Bowling Alley and Arcade, Cricket Falls Horror House, a theater that only runs B-rated horror films, Dennis's Drive-Through Donut Derby, which offers simply amazing donuts but has never been able to secure franchising rights outside of Cricket Falls, and thus, tourists come into town just for the donuts, but rarely stick around to provide much town business. The donut that has made them famous is Dennis's Double Decker Decadence. It's a special recipe created by Dennis Decker and his family, and the recipe is a safely guarded family secret. There are a few scattered neighborhoods around the town, but the town consists of only two red lights. 
The outskirts of the town are mostly abandoned, which is attributed to the rise and fall of the previous industry. Those who stayed just kind of started avoiding the outskirts, creating a tight-knit little community around a town center. In that town center, you'll find pretty much anything a normal small town would have. Barbershop, grocery store, gas station, a few restaurants, a pharmacy complete with old-school soda fountain, and a town square that is just simply cozy and friendly feeling. At least in town, you can see the town takes pride in its upkeep and organization. There are two sets of deep woods. One, one separates town center from the old mining facility, and the other separates the town center from the outskirts of town. These are the rumors that we have heard about the town of Cricket Falls. Prior to the burgeoning coal industry, the local myths tell of a slime ranch that was run by Sammy Smiths. While these are often rumors told by children to freak one another out, and no one really knows what a slime ranch is, the rumors are all that remain. The legend goes that the whole ranch was sucked into a pit, and the only thing found in the spot where it was was the only copy of the diary of Sammy Smiths. This was stored for posterity in the local library, but a town writer was known for publishing a book about it that he called The Secret Diary of Sammy Smiths and the Conspiracy Surrounding Him. For some reason, this book was left in the school library at Cricket Falls School, allowing it to fall in the hands of one of our primary players, Jimmy Jacob James, also known as JJ or Triple J for those willing to do so. Another rumor is that there is something in the water that has infected the town with this ridiculous optimism. Most of the townsfolk favor a sense of blind optimism over a sense of impending doom. They actually seem oblivious to bad news. You've heard the song, Always Look on the Bright Side of Life, or Keep on the Sunny Side? This town does this without hesitation. It seems to be that adults are more this way than the children. Perhaps something does not really take until a certain age. It's a maturity issue, perhaps. Parents call this age of rebellion a phase, and act as if rebellion is a, just a typical part of growing up. No matter what happens, they just assume all the children will grow up to be just as positive and productive as they are. Some rumors suggest that Dennis Decker of the Double Decker Donut fame is descended from Sammy Smiths, and he employs the use of a homemade slime in the donuts, which cause others to come from miles away to eat them. No one's determined if there is any truth to this rumor. A local farmer named Mark McKenzie is said to grow strange and foreign plants in his farm. Rumors state that there are creatures who harvest his crops, but most people believe this is a cover for the teenagers who take his crops and use them as recreational drugs. Old Man McKenzie is rarely happy to see teenagers, and he is probably as commergently as a town as a town of this optimistic can, can be. Some people believe that the only one stealing crops, amongst other things, is a local group of teens that call themselves the Distorts. These kids would appear to be your typical headbangers, they wear leather jackets with spikes. They have mohawks and other crazy hairstyles. They're in the phase, as the adults say, and the adults mostly ignore them, but also pin a lot of blame on their actions. So this is where we're at. This is the beginning of our Cricket Falls game. And uh, we can maybe just quickly introduce the characters so that you guys can identify what's going on for each of your characters. We have three main characters in this story, Billy George, Jimmy Jacob Jones, and Oscar Ramon. So who would like to start? Hi, hi, I'm, I'm, I'm Jimmy, Jimmy Jacob Jones. Um, uh, my friends call me, call, call me, call me JJ, and I'm 14 years old. 
Um, I, 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 I kind of read, um, kind of read books about missing of, of Cricket Falls a little too much and kind of freaked me out at night and I can't really sleep too much. Uh, my dad kind of, he, he runs a coffee shop and, and, and I, I'd rather stay up all night and, and not go to sleep and think about those, those creepy things from those books. Um, I, I really, I just want everyone to believe the things that I believe in about what's going on in this crazy town. It's just, it's just a little too much for me sometimes. Um, I'm, I'm a little superstitious and I really can't sleep. Um, I, also, I, I'm a Cancer. Uh, my my birthday is July 9th. Um, if if you're wondering, um, Jim Jimmy Jones, uh, Jimmy Jacob Jones, he um, wears a light windbreaker with a white button-up shirt, um, with a red vest and a black tie that is poorly tied. Um, it it looks like he never truly learned how to tie a tie. And he kind of just like kind of made it look like a knot um he's wearing khakis with worn penny loafers and um he always has a his nose in a book that he's um borrowed from the school library uh jimmy jacob is rebellious and he is prepared um and uh yeah i am also the conspiracy theorist trope okay how about you billy george want to introduce yourself yeah i guess whatever my name is billy i'm real you know i was really into black sabbath except they're a little bit too positive for me you know it's really into them except they're kind of a bunch of sellouts you know, everybody's so happy in this town, and I, I just don't get it. The world is dark and bleak. Someday, everyone will understand, you know, when they actually listen to me and un understand and get me. Because nobody gets me. But, you know, maybe someday through my music, when people finally get it, they're going to understand everything that's going on. I pretty much hate everyone, except for, you know, my friends JJ and Oscar. They're, they're pretty much the only guys that, you know, I can stand to be around, and I like to be around them. Everybody else, eh, you know, they can just run off into the woods and never come back again. Um, so, I am generally always dressed in black clothing, um, t-shirts, sometimes band t-shirts, um, Black Sabbath, Susie and the Banshees, other, uh, goth new wave type, um, has kind of long shaggy black hair, um, little black backpack, carries around various music equipment, I carry around my beloved journal slash poetry book, always writing poems, Poems about the darkness of the world, whenever they come to me. Um, other than that, you know, I, 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 I really like Revolutionary War history. And um, collecting what I can, learning what I can of it, and um, doing some wargaming with the miniatures. Other than that, I, I, I like to go to the arcade. That's about it for me. 
And our final character in this play is Oscar Ramon. Hey, uh, I'm Oscar Ramon. I'm 14 years old, and I'm, uh, I'm afraid of, uh, of losing the little friends I do have. Um, I, uh, I walk around in town with uh, my clothing is just a little off sometimes, like maybe a year or two behind. Um, I uh, have a bit of a tan. I have uh, dark hair like dark coarse hair and I'm not trying to grow a fro, but I don't really have much of a choice in it. Um, the way my hair grows. I, uh, I have a sister, her name is Susie and, um, she actually works at the library that, um, that JJ likes to frequently go to. And, um, both myself and her would, uh, sometimes, take offense to being called uh, Romaine instead of Ramon. And uh, it does come up from time to time. And every so often I do have to uh, correct people and how they pronounce our name. Um, I, I hang out with Billy and JJ and um, we'll go to, uh, to the bowling alley. And apparently I might be the only one who's actually interested in bowling uh, as opposed to the other guys with you know they'll go and they'll play games and maybe i'll like go for go to use the bathroom you know and get a, a couple of uh strikes in or or gutter balls but um so they think that the, the glove i wear to go to the arcade they think i'm using it to to play the games like you know to protect my hands while i'm playing like pac-man or something but uh it's really you know my bowling glove um I'm also into uh, miniatures. Uh, Billy helped get me into that. I really, really enjoy, you know, having having a, a hobby with my friends. Um, there is a little of a, hey, I would love to be a little bit more popular and um, might be willing to do things in order to, to get that. Um, I am a little paranoid. And I am not afraid to admit that sometimes I get, I get a little scared here and there. And being around a conspiracy nut like JJ doesn't necessarily help that. Um, but I am loyal to my friends and a little bit uh, rebellious at times if, um, if pushed or questioned the wrong way. And uh, kind of enjoy going to the movies sometimes. And hopefully we'll get in a couple of uh, bad B movies or great ones, depending on uh, your point of view. So our story starts on a typical day in spring at the Cricket Falls School, which once again, the Cricket Falls School is an entire school in one building. There's some separation between uh, the various grades in order to try to keep older kids on one side of the building and younger kids on the other side, mostly to keep, you know, challenges from happening between older and younger kids. Um, but it, it's basically going to start as you guys get to school that day. Um, so just, uh, Billy George, what's a, what's a typical day look like for you at school? What's going on? Oh, I, I'm never happy. You know, my parents... They always wake up all cheerful, like they're greeting the day and they're just happy for another one. 
they always make me a nice breakfast. I rush. I usually rush through it, and I, I just kind of want to get away from them and all that po you know, positivity. And I just want to run out the door and meet up with my friends. Um, you know, they, they, they don't live too far away. You know, just just a few streets. Um, generally, we all meet up, try to walk, you know, walk to school together when we can. Um, and then, you know, when I'm there, I'm just trying to avoid the jocks and, you know, the popular kids, you know, all the jerks. Just kind of keep to myself and, you know, write. I, I want to be free to write the thoughts that come into my head. Okay. What What's that first class you're going to? Oh, math. I hate math. I'm usually up so late at night. I'm a night owl and not an early bird. And I'm usually half asleep and I'll have, you know, my head down on my arm. Sometimes it's because I'm trying to catch catch a little bit of sleep and sometimes it's just because you know i i don't want to deal with the teacher and all the other kids around okay so i'm really bad at math and i'm kind of embarrassed about it so maybe a, the kind of person who sits in the back of the class mm-hmm and is this a class that uh Oscar and JJ are in also? Are you guys in separate classes? What do you guys say? I, 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 I would definitely be in, 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 in class with, with Billy. Um, I, I, I definitely like wake up in the morning. I, I sleep for about three hours. I wake up. I make sure I have at least two cups of coffee before I leave. Um, Dad always keeps the good stuff. Uh, up on the top shelf, I know how to get to it. Um, but when I get to, to class and for 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 math, um, I I re I'm I'm pretty good at math, but I I don't like to sit in the front because everyone looks at me funny because um, I'm always a little hyper. Um, I usually like to sit next to to Billy because um, uh, I try to help him out with with uh, his schoolwork because um, he's not very good at math and. Uh, well, I can't sleep, so sometimes I study at night. Okay. And should we assume, Oscar, what, what class are you in at this time? Are you all three in the same classes? I, I would say that we, uh, we're definitely starting the day in the first class together. Um, I don't like being... In math class, in math class this early. This is actually probably the most frustrating part of my day. Um, aside from waking up early, having to to fight with everybody else to get to the bathroom and get like dressed for for the day. Um, my parents are like in a rush. They're telling me to get out the house as soon as I can. Meanwhile, my grandmother is like trying to prepare this giant meal for us for breakfast. And I, I don't have the heart to tell her I don't like to eat breakfast and I'd rather be like, like I'd rather be out the door and hungry than, but then so nervous about starting my day and going to math and throwing up on the way. Okay, so you're all in the math class. It's a typical math class day, basically. Your teacher is uh, standing in front. What's the teacher's name? 
it's funny because I'm trying to remember my teacher's name from grammar school and I just can't do it. And I'm trying not to. I'm like, I'm like, because <laughs> I, I said how much I hate math in the morning. <laughs> uh, just blocked it out completely, Oscar. Um, we'll say his name is uh, Mr. My brain is blanking out on me. It's Mr. Mosley. Mr. Mosley, perfect. All right, uh, students, today we're going to learn about quadratic equations. Oh, good. I can't wait. So uh, this is going to be, we're going to work on some stuff on the board here. I'm going to come around and, and work with each of you to try to get this, because sometimes it's a really challenging sort of, thing uh so your math teacher mr mosley is uh typically a kind old gentleman he's uh willing to help out when he sees people who need help he recognizes that uh uh billy george is not particularly into what's going on same with oscar he's he's kind of more taken with jj because he sees that jj is this nervous little kid who uh, is constantly trying to do better in math, and I think he sees a bit of himself in JJ. Like, he remembers what it was like to be in school, and so he, he just kind of almost kindly, grandfatherly engages himself with JJ. Uh, so uh, he's making his rounds. He comes over to JJ. So, uh, JJ, what what are things... What's going on? How are you doing? I, I, I'm good, sir. Uh, I... I... I had plenty of sleep last night. I slept about three and a half hours last night, which is more than normal. Um, and I'm really eager to learn whatever you're teaching today. Excellent, excellent. You, you might lay off the caffeine, JJ. It seems I only, like... I, I only had three cups today, sir. Three cups. Very well, Yeah, I, very well. I believe that he had, my dad had a special brand today. It was called Espresso. <laughs> three cups of espresso today yeah it, it, it was really good it's strong it felt real good after about uh about 20 minutes i was really good to go that's that's wonderful jj i'm i'm sure that you will be okay but i would lay off that's a lot of caffeine oh uh, uh if it'll make me better at master i'll try to lay back on 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 the good stuff okay Well, JJ, you see, the thing is, the more nervous your energy is, the less likely you can focus on what's in front of you. Oh, sir, I have read about 14 books last night. I am perfectly okay. Four, 14. 14. They're really short. They're comic books, but they were, I read 14 of them last night. All right, JJ. Well, uh, I'm glad to see that you are studying. We're going to talk about quadratic equations. Hopefully, you'll get this. Just pull out your workbook and work on it. I'll come back around in a little while. So he comes around, talks to everybody for the most part. Um, it's it's a typical day in math class, basically. Um, and then uh, at some point, maybe about 
middle of the class. Maybe class is getting close to over. There's kind of a, a, a you know, the speaker announcement. You got speakers in all the rooms. The principal of the school often speaks to students from there. Um, so the principal gets on and says, okay, today, Cricket Falls High School, and, well, okay, I got to change this because I don't know the name of Cricket's, I don't know how to say Cricket Falls High School when the whole school is every school, so let me think about this for a minute. Nice. Well, I guess we'll just call it Cricket Falls? Cricket Falls Grammar. Grammar? Grammar school. I mean, technically what it would be. Does that does that cover K through 12? Yeah. I, I looked it up. Oh <laughs> <laughs> you know, Tim found the cricket falls. Grade school. Sorry, grade school. Not grammar. Grade. Oh, grade school. Grade. Cricket falls grade okay. school. Yeah. That's why I even put it on the map. Grade school, K through 12. I see that. I didn't. Okay, perfect. Okay. Good morning, students. Today, we are going to be having a fire drill. This will happen between your third and fourth period. I just wanted everyone to know so you'd be ready for it. Uh, I'm really excited at how good you guys are going to do at taking care of the fire drill. So I look forward to seeing you out in the parking lot in your assigned areas. I will come around and talk to each of your groups. Thank you. Have a wonderful day. Hey, Oscar. Os Oscar? Uh, Oscar. Yeah, what? What? Is your sister working in the library today? Is she going to be out in the fire drill? Because that, that would be really great. I'd love to ask her some questions about some books that I really like to borrow from her. Um, From her or from the library? Uh, that's what I said, the library? Um... Yeah, I, I, I'm sure she, she is. It's just whether or not like we'll be at that, you know, at you know, in between third and fourth, if if we're gonna be there, I don't, I don't I, think we're there. I, well, hopefully they will bring us towards the, towards the um the library instead of the parking lot this time, so we can see her. Hey, you know what, J JJ, let, how about you let me know what you need to know from her, and you know, I'll, I'll ask her the questions. That way, you don't have to. I'll save you the trouble. Oh. Uh, uh, um, maybe we should just go as a group. That'd be good. <laughs> okay. Uh, bell rings. You leave for your next classes, and and for the most part, the day is is pretty normal. Uh, you come to lunch period, which is just after third and before fourth period classes. Um, I'm I I believe you guys all get together at the same table at lunch, so. What's lunch like? What are you guys talking about? Uh, hey guys, um, we are we gonna play D and D tonight? Cause um, I have everything prepared for um a campaign. If you guys would like me to run it, I will absolutely do it. Um, at your house? No, where we usually play. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. I was just trying to make sure you don't come to my house. Well, I mean, if you if you want to do it at your house, I I would really yeah, be happy to do that. Yeah, that's the point. That's the exact point right there. No, enjoy your 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 fire drill and your library break. Don't bring that home. 
like, well, we can meet at my uncle's, you know, at, at Lucky Lane's. We, we can definitely go there and, and hang out in the back like we usually do. And, and we can play, we can play D&D and you can bring your, your figures with your guns and military stuff. But, They're cool. You know, Just treat them like magic wands. Oh, that could work. <sighs> that could work. You can use them however you want. It's fine. I just really would like to get into into a game like maybe tonight. Maybe you guys will let me run it this time. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm all right with that. I mean, a anything to get out of the house. You know, like if we tried to play in my house. Yes. My, I, if we tried to play in my house, my parents would be all like, oh, what are you doing? That seems really cool. That seems really fun. Tell me about it. Are you wizards? We could be wizards. It'd be like yeah, some, sometimes my dad acts a little obnoxious like that, too. And he, I, it, it, it kind of bothers me sometimes. And I really just need to get out of the house. And and dad just, you know, he he just bothers me sometimes. I just need to get out of there. And and and. And Uncle Jimmy, he 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 is uh, really cool to me and lets me do whatever I want at the um, at the bowling alley. Um, so uh, yeah, let let let's do that. Uh, hey, hey, Billy. Uh, I uh, the the one thing I would suggest when it comes to your uh, your parents wanting to be wizards, don't call your mom a witch. <laughs> I tried that once, and oh man. Like I think my the my back might still have like a handprint on it. I'm not sure. If only if only I if only I was so lucky that she was like a cool witch and you know into sacrifice and into you know spiritual stuff that way. You know my life would be a whole lot cooler. Instead, yeah. you know, little Miss Stepford wife. Yeah, that that would be really cool. I I I would come hang out at your house if that was the case. Me too. But instead, let's go to the lanes. While you guys are talking, uh, Sally Jane comes up and she sits at your table. Sally is uh, someone that you guys have kind of recognized on the outskirts of your classes on the outskirts. Kind of, You guys are kind of a, a trio for the most part, and she's kind of always somewhere in the background somewhere. Uh, seems to be trying to connect with you guys, but it's it's never really taken. Like uh, Billy George is not really uh, really not interested in anybody for the most part, and so she grates on his nerves. Um, but she seems to be someone who has tried to, for some reason, intersect herself into you guys' group, and so she comes and she sits down at the far side of the table, not quite with you. But not away from you. She just looks uh, over and says, "Hi guys, what's going on?" Uh, hi, hi. Uh, your your name is uh, Sally. Sally, right? Yeah, that's right. I'm Sally. And you're JJ, um, and you're Billy George, and you're Oscar. Yes, yes, I am. Yep, S Sally. I have a very important question for you. What's that, Oscar? Do you know how to play spades? Spades? Or dominoes? Are you inviting me to play? We don't usually have a fourth. Yeah, oh. we, we never get to really play it. Um, I, I'm not that good at dominoes, but uh, spades, I'm really good at. 
I prefer spades to hearts. And it's, hearts is just yeah. too happy well, for me. Well, my mom does that at home is play bridge with all all of her friends, and it's it's I don't understand it. I don't want to understand it. It looks really boring. Um, do you want to play? I'd love to. I dig a a deck of cards out of my backpack. So Sally scoots over. She's sitting right next to Billy George now. And Sally, so I've never really talked to you much. So I have a very, very important question to ask you. Now, no pressure, but I'm completely going to judge you based off of your answer on this. I, I punch him in the arm. <laughs> ow! Ow! What'd you do that for? We need a fourth. Don't be so judgy. What? I just what? want to ask her who her favorite bands were. Oh, oh. favorite bands. Hmm. I like Susie and the Banshees. And I like Kate Bush. And maybe a little Laurie Anderson. Okay, okay. I, I, all right. I, am I, I, I am I part I, of the club now? Can I? Am I okay? I, I think this can work. <laughs> cool. So, what do you like then? Uh, I mean, I kind of like Black Sabbath. I I like you know the early Cure stuff. Um, I like the Cure. Cure's good too. There's lots of good music out there. I'm really into books. Do you read anything? Not much of a reader, no. I'm really big into these Star Wars books that are starting to come out. Oh, it's so good. There's so many different things going on in, in the Star Wars universe. Um, Palps, Palps, um, did, yeah. did you ever tell her about, like, uh, can you tell her about some of the books that we've been into? Well, um, which ones? Well, part of the Star Wars, they they have like these books that have been coming out. Have you not read any of the ones I gave you? He he's talking about Splinter of the Mind's Eye. Oh no no no! I haven't finished those yet. I'm still going over my Edgar Allan Poe. Oh oh yeah, that that is also a very good book. Um, and you should definitely get into those Star Wars books. They're so good. I will. I will. Do they talk more about the Sith? Oh yeah. Palpatine, he 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 is just so awesome in those books. You should check it out. And I've always felt more connected to the dark side. That's what I'm saying. Sally com seems completely oblivious to what you guys are talking about. <laughs> um, she doesn't understand the reference to palps. Um, uh, so you, you can see kind of the quizzical look on her face. She hasn't really connected with any of the discussion about Star Wars. I just started dealing cards out. Okay. All right. So you, you guys are setting up to play spades, basically. Um, Sally is awkward at playing, but she seems to slowly get the rules. Um, anything else that you think might happen at the table that would be of significance to you guys? So, so guys... um. Are we definitely going to play D&D &D tonight? Yes. 
Hey, yeah, I mean, uh, at least let's go to the let's go to the bowling alley. Maybe maybe they'll have a new arcade game there. You know, maybe we'll do some D and D. You're saying this in front of Sally. Sally, have you ever played D and D before? No, I don't even know what it is. Do you want to come join us? What is it? What's D and D? Well, um, there's wizards and there's warriors and there's there's like these little weird goblin guys and and they fight each other and you you role play everything that's happening and roll some dice to see if it works. I'll try. I'll try anything. I I I don't have many friends here at the school, so I'm looking for new things to do. You get, you get to pretend for a couple hours that you're in a place that's not as boring as Cricket Falls. That is very okay. true. Okay, I'm down with that. I I will disagree with that. Cricket Falls is not boring. There is a lot of things going on in this town. I I can take out my books right now and show you all of the things. Oh, I've heard enough about the donuts. I don't need to hear any more about the donuts. <laughs> How many of those books are overdue? <laughs> um... Um, none of them. Your sister has made sure that they are not overdue. Hmm. I have to talk to her about that. You keep using my card to take them out. Exactly. That's why they keep getting approved and reapproved so that there's no problem at all. Okay, so lunch ends. You guys have made basically plans to meet Sally later on at the bowling alley to play D&D. Um... Pretty much as soon as lunch ends, you guys get back to your classes, you're settled, you're ready for your next class, and the bell goes off. Ring! Of course, you know what that means. It means it's fire drill time. And... It's in the middle of art class painting a raven. Darn. Oh, nice. good. This, this is the most boring class ever. Woodshop. I was enjoying history. All right, children, it's time to head out to the parking lot. Everybody, single file line. You know what uh, to do. Another day without seeing her. Typical <laughs> muttering that goes along with uh, marching out to the to the place where you got to go to. Yeah, as we're going, I'll, I'm looking around for the others. Looking around for? Uh, for, uh, for Billy and JJ. Okay. All right. Um, as you come out of the school, it's it's pretty misty outside for a change. It's not normal. Um, it's it's kind of like a fog has settled over the city. It's it's not rare, but it's it's also not normal. It's it's just kind of misty and weird outside. So it's hard to see. Like you might be able to see maybe ten feet in front of you. But you can't find your like you can't see except for the people in front of you to know where you're going kind of thing. So you're you're kind of blindly hoping and following everybody out to the edge of the parking lot. Oh, this is cool. This is this is like Bram Stoker's Dracula. This is just like in Jimmy Jones's diary on day forty-seven of 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 the mine. Guys, God, hello, hello, anybody, Mi Mrs. Jones, Mrs. Jones, what the book? It's telling me, it's telling us exactly, exactly what happened in the book. So, so just so I'm clear for the moment, 
you said Jimmy Jones Diary. Your name is Jimmy oh, Jones. Sorry. Are you talking about Sammy Smith's? Sammy Smith's diary. <laughs> he's running he's so much that he feels like he's, he's, he's now wrote diary. the book himself. It's like all, all me. I, I actually hear him say that, and it, it finally starts to make sense. That he's just making all of this stuff up. He probably wrote, he, he probably mailed that book to himself. I do have my own diary, which I've probably copied just about everything that Sammy Smith has written in that diary in my own, as if it mm. really happened to me. So yes, I probably do have a diary that has all this stuff in it. Okay. Was it possible for us to hear him going off, go or going on about Sammy Schmitz? Jimmy Jones or Jimmy Jones diary. Either one. We'll take we'll take either one. If you guys found each other, then it makes sense that you would have yeah. heard all this, you know. I mean, I was probably pretty loud about it too. It's probably almost like a running commentary that you guys are so used to coming from Jimmy Jones that that it's like, oh, there's like you can just find him by the litany of weird stuff coming mm. out of his mouth. I'm a, I'm like immediately a little scared that he's talking about this diary again because I'm afraid he's put me and my family in it. <laughs> so you're you're walking outside. You're you're trying to you're you're basically following the leader. Can't really see that well. Um, okay, so uh, Billy George will take an adversity token. Basically, Billy, you become separated from the group. Um, you, you thought you were following somebody, but you ended up somewhere on the outskirts of the parking lot, and nobody's around you. Um, and you hear kind of whispers going on in the background, but you can't really tell what they're saying. It's just kind of weird. Just weird ghostly sounds almost. They're really kind of almost below the hearing threshold, but you're... You're pretty clear that there's something going on out there. Oh, guys? Guys, guys where'd you go? Where'd you go? Is that you? Stop messing with me. And I kind of wander around trying to, trying to find either JJ or Oscar. Are you lost, little? And now, now Billy's starting to uh, get a little wide-eyed, and and oh, I'm thinking, oh man, what was that? Go back to your friends. And I just take off running through the fog in any direction, hoping that I find my way back. Uh, you you find yourself in a group of students, but you are you are definitely not in your group. You don't know where you're at because it's it's a pretty thick fog at this point. Um, but you can hear the the teacher. It turns out that it's Mr. Mosley again. Um, you know that you're in the math group now because you know Mr. Mosley's voice, but you can't really see anybody around. And Mr. Mosley is just basically saying, "All right, kids, I got to get his voice right." <laughs> All right, kids, we're going to go back to class now. Make sure that you follow one another. It's really, really foggy out here. I wouldn't want any of you to get hurt. M M Mr. Mosley, did you hear that? There's somebody out in the fog. Billy George? 
Yeah, they're, they're, what are you doing here in this group? Like... You are not in the right group, Billy George. Go back to your group. Uh, I, I don't want to. I, I want to stay here. All right, Billy George, we'll talk about this when we get inside. Just follow the next student. Okay. All right, so you guys all march back to class, and uh, you go back to your fourth period class. Uh Probably you maybe have, let's say you have the fifth period class together again. Um, what what class is that for you guys at this point? Jim. Uh, okay, perfect. So in Jim, your coach is Coach Stewart. Coach Stewart is a a, a big guy. He's a burly, big. African American coach guy. Uh, he um, he has a habit of calling everybody by their last name, basically. Uh, which, come to think of it, is George Billy's last name? Yes. So, <laughs> we've been calling you by your last name and first name at the same time. <laughs> Excellent. And and Jimmy Jacob would be is is that first, middle, and last name Jimmy Jacob Jones? Yeah. All right. So he calls you Jones. Jones, George, and Ramon. All right. So today, kids, we're going to play volleyball. Uh, not again. <laughs> we're going to pick teams. So everybody just get lined up. And, of course... The, the big jock guys are the ones that they choose to be the ones who pick everybody out. And uh, are any of you athletic at all? <laughs> I have, like, so I was kind of hoping for, you know, a little jog or track and field kind of thing. I wasn't looking forward to volleyball. Okay. All right. My brawn is a four. <laughs> and my flight is a ten. So I'm pretty quick, fairly quick. Not so strong. Got it. Okay. And Billy George, how about you? Uh, I'm all right. My, I mean, my fight's a D12 and my bronze a D10, so I'm not the worst, but um, the motivation isn't there. Okay. <sighs> all right. Uh, we'll we'll say that uh, uh, you know, you got the two, you know, two head people, head kids on the football team, basically, are the ones who are kind of spotting up the teams um you know picking names just you come here you come here kind of thing um uh pretty much uh you guys are towards the end of the pack uh last one to be picked is uh jimmy jacob jones uh we'll we'll take why couldn't it have been odd we'll take jones uh so you end up with uh uh, JJ and Billy George on one team and uh, Oscar's on the other team and so you guys playing volleyball right now um, how's this hey, game Billy. going? Hey Billy you want to act like we just got injured we can go sit on the bleachers? <laughs> yeah but okay so here's the thing the only way they're going to buy it we got to like make it look like we run straight into each other like we can't just both fall down 
simultaneously. Yeah, yeah, that, that makes sense. Let, let, let's try it. Maybe maybe they'll believe me while I'm making my voice down. Um, let, let, let's try it. Maybe they'll believe us because, um, you know, look at me. I'm, I'm kind of scrappy. Right now, you guys are having, I'm imagining this conversation right in front of me on the other side of the net. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I'm down for this. <laughs> wait, but 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 how uh, like, how, are, how are you gonna make how are you gonna come over here? Oh wait, I got I it. Don't I I you know I, like the next the next opportunity I get, I want to try to set the ball up right in between the both of them. <laughs> yeah, and then you jump over too to spike it, and we just run into the net and run into each other, and then we can sit out on the bleachers. It's great. Yeah, the ball just all hit each other, and they act like it's a big explosion. Jones, Jones, it's your serve, man. Huh? Get over there, serve. What serve? Serve me? Yes. Um. How? Serve how the ball. Throw the. Uh, okay. Serve the hold, ball. hold on, Jimmy. Serve. Hold then on. do that thing where you crash the net. You know to get the, get the return. Oh yeah, the, the spike, right? Yeah. Yeah. Prepare Billy, for that. Billy, this isn't gonna work now, Billy. Here I go. All right. So, <laughs> roll. Is this a grid or a brawn roll? I don't know. I, I threw, I, I rolled a brawl and I got a three. Okay. Uh, yeah, so take an adversity token. <laughs> Perfect. What happens, uh, what happens to you when you do this? Uh, I slip and the ball hits my head and goes flying over the net. Okay. So you're knocked down basically? Yeah, I, I fell on the ground. Okay. <laughs> I think this is part of the plan. Ow! And I try to spike it on Billy. And I run <laughs> into the net to try to, like, bounce the net off of me and Oscar at the same time if he's close enough. I'm not going to be close enough. Oh. Then I just run into the net and it, like, clotheslines me and I go flying under it. <laughs> okay. Because I'm All not right, very so tall. That's, so, that's so too injured now. In the net basically just takes out the upper half of my body. <laughs> All right, so two ah. of you are down for the count. What what's happening, Oscar? Ah. Um, my knee. I I'm like, oh no. But like, I'm kind of happy that like I made the hit. <laughs> like, I got the point for the team, so I'm I'm kind of okay with this. So Coach Stewart, I mean, everybody's kind of disgusted with you guys. They're all like, man, you guys are a bunch of losers. They're giving you a really hard time. And Coach Stewart is uh, – Oh, he, my knee. He feigns some kind of uh, – you know, it's not compassion. He feigns some kind of interest in your well-being. Go sit on the bench. Oh, no, not the bench. I love this game. Ow, my knee. I think I'm going to have to stand, Coach. I think I broke my butt. Do you need to go to the nurse? Um, Which nurse is in today? What do you mean? What nurse is in? <laughs> is is it is it the young pretty one, the new one, or the other one? Billy George, like, just get your ass to the nurse. To. That's the one he's not. He's allergic to. That's why he's checking because he's allergic to one of the nurses. Yeah, she wears peanut peanut smell um, perfume, and he's allergic to peanuts. Definitely allergic. I, 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 I so die. at this point. At this point, Coach Stewart is just like, he's over it. He just points to the door and says, all of you, go to the nurse. 
I'm having trouble walking. I think I hit my tailbone. Um, can, can, can my buddy Oscar help me to the nurse? Oh, my knee. I, I think he's going to need some help, too. At this point, the coach, I mean, this is this is like your typical <laughs> high school coach. You know, he's it's, it's that kind of guy who's like, you know, if, if, you're, if you're weak, you're nothing to him. You're just like you're a waste of space. He's kind of that kind of guy. So he's just like pointing to the door with a firm face. Get out of here. And he's talking to all three of you. Oh, I go limping I, out. I, I, I go back. to help them, but I kind of feel bad about this. I'm like, but I just did good. Like, I just, you know, I just got a point, you know? All right. You done good, out so, <laughs> I sound good, thanks. As soon as we get out, I'm like, oh, man, my knee really does hurt, though. <laughs> so, does, so does my tailbone. I'm surprised your face doesn't hurt more. How did, like, how does that work? That just stings a little bit. My, I fell on my knee, though. So you guys, you guys are walking to the nurse. Hey, guys. Did you guys hear anything weird out there at the fire drill? Like, what kind of weird? Oh, man. There was, like, this... I, I got lost in the fog. I got separated from you. I don't know. I think I was thinking about a song or something like that that I'm going to write. And then... And and what happened? I, I just heard this creepy voice. It's, it sounded like it could be, like, Dracula or, like, a demon or a ghost or or, or something that, that was, like, whispering to me. Don't what say... say? What did it say? Don't say this to JJ. He, get, he feeds off of this stuff, man. Oscar, Oscar, don't let him go. Let him go. What happened? I was having a little trouble hearing it, and then, and then it said that I better run back to my friends, and then I better get out of there. And Wait, the thing told you to run back to us? It, and you did? It scared me. It, it, it really, it did. Don't tell anyone. Don't tell anyone. Um, JJ is now super paranoid, and he's looking around everywhere for something watching him. Oh man, he just, this is just gonna make it worse for me. You know that, right? I I, like, I know I, I know, but I'm being serious. I think I think there's something in the fog. Don't joke around did, about did, this stuff in front of him. You know how he did, gets. Come did on. Did it say anything else? Did it say anything else? I I I I couldn't hear anything else. Oh, he, I I take a. Are we close to our lockers? Uh, I don't know. Is your locker on the way to the school, nurse? Are you actually it, going to the school? It is now. It is now. It, it is now. Yeah. I, I stop by my locker, and I reach in my book bag for a book, and as we're walking to the nurse, I'm, like, frantically, like, where is it? I saw it somewhere in this book. What What's that book that you're looking at? Um, this is, um, 1649. The Diary of Sammy Schmitz. But to us on the outside, it looks like a cookbook. Yeah, it looks like a really old cookbook. It, ha it, it All you really can tell from the lettering is the big, like, 1649 lettering on the top. And then, like, the rest of the, the, the letters, like, are hard to read because the book is so worn out. 
I keep hoping that one day this means like we're gonna have some extra food at D and D night. <laughs> the fr- the fries at the alley are okay. Yeah, but you know, sometimes you want to like spice it up, be a little different. Yeah, your your sister makes really good empanadas. <sighs> are you guys at the nurse yet? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I would say I would say along the way we 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 finally make it there after this little bit of banter. Okay. All right. So what are you? What can I help you with? It's not oh, the it's not the pretty knee. nurse. My knee. Wait, which nurse is it? It's not the pretty one. Ah. Um. It's Nurse Jacob. She's uh. Uh. She's not the pretty nurse. <laughs> I I look at Billy and I'm like, but she's very peanuts. dear and caring. She's very concerned about your leg. Um, you know where where does it hurt, honey? My knee. What did you do? I fell. Well, you see, they they forced me to play volleyball. I told them I'm not that good at it. They picked me anyway. And oh, I, they told me I was serving. I didn't even know what serving meant. They told me to throw it up in the air and hit it. It hit my face. I fell on the floor. Everyone started laughing at me. And now I'm here. He's fine. The coach made us come here. You poor dear. Let me have a look at it. So she starts uh, doing kind of a little bit of squeezing on your knee just to see if you're ah! feeling... Okay, you feel pain? Okay, okay. So can you move your knee? Um, yeah, I walked here. Okay. So it's probably bruised up a little, maybe a little sprained. My suggestion what? is just sprained? to stay off of your leg for the rest of the day as much as you can. How do I do that? Spend most of your time sitting down. He sits on the floor. <laughs> there is a bench there. I'm well, s- you told me to sit down for most of the day. How am I going to get around? I go and sit at the bench. I'm just going like, to like start sitting and laying on it. I take up as much space as I can. And, and the rest oh, of you, are you, you here also chair? for the same reason? Were you just here for him? Uh, yeah, uh, I, I, I was a little hurt, but, you know, I, I took the coach's advice. I, I rubbed some dirt on it. I walked it off. I'll, I think I'll be okay. I... He screamed really loudly, and he he heard his, his tailbone. Wait, He's afraid do to you have a tail? And the coach told you to rub dirt on it? Uh, um, yeah, you know, you know, um, school spirit, sports, sports ball, all that stuff. Go Gators! Go Gators! Go Gators! Go Gators, yeah. Okay. Whatever sound the Gator makes. Cricket! And and what? <laughs> and what about you, Oscar? Are you okay? I'm. I was doing great until the coach told me to come with these two, and we're here now. Yeah, I, we're all here. Oscar scored the point. He's he's a real. Uh, He's an athletic specimen over here. You know, I, I think he's going to be full varsity. <sighs> Not if I uh, have to good, leave. Good for you, time. honey. Good for <laughs> you. You guys seem to be taking care of each other. That's good. I don't feel like there's anything else I can do here. You probably should just go ahead and go on to uh, to the bus stop. The, the bell just rang. We're going to be late. Um, 
what, what's the weather like outside? Is this still foggy? It's clearing up just a little bit. It's it's <laughs> it's not as bad as it was earlier today. It was is really foggy now. It's kind of it's gotten it's gotten a little less. Like you can see maybe twenty feet in front of you now. Miss, I have a major dilemma. How am I supposed to get up if I'm supposed to sit down all day? Billy, carry you, JJ. That's a strong week. That is, that is a very strong week. So, come on, JJ, we need a DM. He he gets up. Ah, uh, you're right. He he like rubs his knee a little bit. He's like, "Are you sure it's gonna be okay, Miss?" You're gonna be fine. It's just going to take a little while for it to be unsore. Oh wait, it's supposed to be sore. Did you not say it hurt? It, I mean, it did. Does it hurt now? No. Well, then you're cured. He's gonna need some crutches. I'm just very concerned about my well-being. Can we get? Can we get? Can we get the kids some crutches? It's a miracle. He's feeling way better. Let's go. <laughs> I start pushing him. You know. You know how your coach sent you out and said go. Right. That's what you told me. Yep. Yeah, yeah. She points to the door and says, Go. <laughs> okay, bye. You'll be fine. Just be careful. I'm always careful, Miss it. Unless they make me play like sports and stuff. No, I'm not very good at that. Bye, guys. Bye. 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 <laughs> so there you have it, the opening for the crazy story of a little town gone weird. Cricket Falls. Woody Harris was the narrator and NPCs. Timothy Grant played Jimmy Jacob Jones. Brian Quinones was Oscar Ramon. And Brennan Jordan played Billy George. The story of Cricket Falls is based on the Kids on Bikes role-playing system created by Doug Lewandowski and Jonathan Gilmore and published by Renegade Games. To find out more, go to renegadegamestudios.com. If you'd like to interact with us here at Rolling for Change, you can send email to gamers at rollingforchange.com or chat with us over at the Geek Therapy Discord group. Our theme music comes from Rocket Scientists. Find their music at bandcamp.com forward slash rocket scientists. Stay tuned for our debrief if you want to hear more about the process and behind-the-scenes tales of Cricket Falls. Thanks so much for listening, and keep on role-playing for change. the next session start at the bowling alley okay okay um but just to kind of check in real quick how is this going so far this is a uh, completely off the cuff for me and i don't know what the hell i'm doing <laughs> <laughs> i just have to express some self-doubt for a moment well welcome to gming oh uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> this was the reason i set this up was so that i could learn how to do this um but it, it's completely like just 
it's requiring a lot more than I was expecting to me for me to kind of tell the story and, and build it up. So I was thinking about, you know, I've, I've been listening to, to uh, Bike Brigade and thinking about how he does things. And I'm always impressed with his, his DMing uh, or GMing, but uh, I don't know what how the hell he does what he does. <laughs> so some of the things that I'll usually do is I'll come up with some, like, random things that could happen in a session. Uh, depending on what we're, what the, the group is looking for in a game. So like usually in my session zeros, I'm, I'm asking and probing for like mining information from them of what they like and what types of stories they like so that I could try to input those types of things into the game. Um, so I'll try to think of some fun things that like, I think everyone could have, uh, like fun with while playing the game so i'll try like let's say like i i like classic monsters let's say uh so i would as a gm like if let's say you liked classic monsters i would try to input like some imagery of like that type of stuff into the game and then play off of it like that um usually in a game like this which is it, it can be a little harder in a way to gm uh, it can be hard on the GM because it's very collaborative storytelling. Um, sometimes it's harder to GM a game like that. Uh, excuse me. And what I would do is just come up with things that would happen at locations to try and tie a story together. So think of it as a mystery. And where are the breadcrumbs? And when we just happen to visit those those locations, because we'll probably will anyway, out of just naturally wanting to explore the town, uh, breadcrumbs will lead us in a direction. I mean, that's that's what I would normally do in a game like this. That is kind of what I've set up in my mind. So it works. Um, was the uh, was the whisper too creepy? No, it was, that was good. Man. It was perfect, although, just yeah. like my character said, I had a little trouble hearing exactly what you said for the first part. Again, I'm working not with headphones this time around, um, so I was being truthful that I didn't hear the full message, but, you know, again, realistically, I might not have hit, but it was creepy. Yeah, that, that's good. fair. It good. That's it fair, came, okay. Would, it came Woody, in, you it came... are coming, down, coming in a little lower than the rest of us, Yeah. so it could be just that the audio is slightly lower. Mm. And in, in that particular scene, at that moment, you came in, like, really low, which I think for the first, like, I think that's fine, though, because it made us all stop and listen. Yeah. They, mm -hmm. you, you know, there was a bit of, like, you know, we're loud, we're loud, and out of nowhere, something's being said, and it's a lot lower. I have to be quiet to listen to this. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. It was, it was good and suspenseful, and, and I mean, just from the beginning i think you're doing a great job woody gming for yeah, kids on are. bikes is a completely different skill set almost than dming for dnd &D. um i really really love both i love dnd &D and i love the crunchiness of it and really getting into it but also one of my favorite parts of dnd &D, and especially kids on bikes is that i would almost love to play a role-playing game where i never have to roll anything <laughs> i'm just yeah. well, having banter back we... and forth and one day we will do doing. that because I have a game for that. And like, yeah, that's what I like about kids on bikes. So one of the challenges is 
you know, kind of that improv that, you know, it's more yeah. of just the storytelling and it's not based so much on mechanics or roles. I mean, they're in there to still make it a role playing game and still make it fun. But so much more of the game is just your storytelling, you're reacting, you're improvising off of what we do. And, you know, doing great job so far. I recommend like a continuation of like the banter back and forth. Yeah, I, and I recommend this book. <laughs> Improv for gamers. Yeah. Oh, you're showing him. Okay, you're actually yeah. showing something. Okay. Yeah. I can't actually see your camera, so you can see the camera. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, he was able to see it. It's a. It's the same thing. It's what he said. It's improv for gamers. Improv for for gamers. I'll put the the author and stuff in okay. the chat. Improv for gamers. Okay, I haven't seen this one, so that's excellent. So, um, I think. Like, again, um, in, in how I play and a lot of what I do, uh, it's more on the GM-less side like, and, or GM-light as far as storytelling is concerned. So um, I do like the, the collaboration and the, um, the way it, the players are working together. Um, I, do, I do feel sometimes I, I, I get worried because of, and we talked about this during our session zero, is, is me and Tim will riff off of each other um, a lot because of just how we are. And then to see how Brennan kind of just like flows right into that, um, I wonder sometimes whether that is uh, a good, like it could go bad, right? Like if, we're, if all we're doing is just like, um, sitting there and just like riffing back and forth. I'm not sure how much you get out of that because I, again, I'm not really in that seat. I'm not in your seat right now. Um, so I don't know um, how, how much that that's a help to you, but I do feel like, yeah, going a whole hour and rolling once I'm fine with that. Um, <laughs> we rolled twice, but that's a right. We rolled twice. I think. Yeah. yeah we rolled twice. Yeah, I don't even remember the first one. Like then, like, like I'm look, I'm looking back and I'm like, um, so so for me, I'm I'm fine with that because I I feel like we're still moving and um, the direction that we're going. And the one thing I I and this is less to maybe less to do with um, with you as a as a GM and more to do with where we are as a group coming together trying to tell a story together is, um. You did ask if we're going to go home first, right? Yeah. I don't know where I live. Oh, yeah, that's a good so, point. Uh, okay. We also did not go over that, yeah. which is which is okay. Uh, Billy did mention that we all do live very close to each yeah. other, so, and I'm okay with that. I'm I'm thinking like maybe. Uh, so the school's at eleven, right there, right? So what yeah. if? Uh, Maybe you guys are some here, somewhere back here behind fifteen, because this looks like a, a set of houses, basically. Okay. Yeah, I, I think we would be like over there somewhere. Like I feel like, it in my idea of the the map, uh, that's more of like the suburbs. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and like I find that interesting because like of how how much we're getting pulled into the detail of of the world uh, like and, and like all these other things we put out there and then it's like oh we have a daily life oh crap where do we live and i'm trying to figure that out as we're playing and i'm like yeah no we, we're going to the bowling alley first <laughs> you know yeah 
Well, it's actually pretty centrally located. So you got the school there. The bowling alley is back behind the school, maybe two or three blocks. And your houses are maybe two or three blocks out to the, what is that, the northwest? Yeah. On the cul-de-sacs are over there on the other side. Okay, that's that's yeah. interesting. So you so we're thinking that we're back there by 15, but like the cul-de-sacs are like a little bit further, like on the opposite side, uh, the opposite and direction. That, that's interesting. I feel like that's a really small like area where it's like only the only place where there's cul-de-sacs. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, like in my head, this is how I see it, and there, like that's the only part of that part of town where there's like a suburb area. The rest of it's like more like uh apartments and like businesses yeah, so is, that, is cool. that more like the rich side of town or you know the good That's side of I'm the thinking. tracks yeah the, yeah like I'm, I'm thinking like out there like and past like where the cul-de-sacs are like are probably like bigger houses and like where like some of the more rich people live That's cool. like right outside of the the, the busier part of town okay and I, I'm, I'm guessing that little circle there that's like town center basically yeah I, I was thinking like we get i'll just leave that like that and whatever whenever we make it there we'll just make up whatever's there yeah okay yeah all right i didn't want to put any extra onto the map without us actually like playing so like i feel like as we naturally play and things come out i'll just add things into the map no no with your like with with how you envision yourself playing right um and gming the dice roll being open like that how much does that throw you off it threw me off a little bit because uh i set a number in my mind and i, I didn't really feel like you guys needed to see my roll yeah, yeah. um but it, it didn't it didn't really hurt anything once it was thrown but it was just kind of weird because i'm you know kind of used to rolls for gms being somewhere else like you know this is randomly rolled and then you see if I, the number matches I, I will say this um you're not telling us why you're rolling that's and true we also don't know what we don't know what your target number is yeah so when we see you roll we're like oh god what's going on <laughs> yeah okay you, you know what i mean so it, it creates some suspense maybe i think it adds a little suspense because it we know you're gonna like even if you're rolling behind a screen on a table we know you're rolling and we're all like, what's going on? <laughs> right, okay. But we don't know what it's for. Yeah, yeah okay. we don't know what it's for, so... That's fair. You, you'll be fine with it. Yeah, right. I don't... Like, I've played... But like, I've watched GMs on both sides of, of the board, right? Um, and I, I don't think it was as revealing as you had thought. Okay. Yeah. I, think you, I think you would have been fine with it either way. Yeah, honestly, I didn't even know to look for it until you told me that we could see it too. Yeah, if if we didn't all just roll right then, I I would have heard the noise, but I wouldn't have been like, "Am I supposed to look for something?" No, like, and the interesting thing with the way roll twenty is set up, look at how and and the way our character sheets are set up, look at how big and bright what we're rolling, mm. right? Yeah, we don't even know, and they'll say what category. We don't even know what you're rolling. We don't know what your modifiers are. We don't know anything. Yep. So it is. We just know that you're rolling a D4 or a D20, <laughs> yep. and that's the result. Okay. All right. That's fair. Maybe it's maybe it's not such a big deal. It was just weird for yeah. me. I wasn't expecting it. One one tip I'll give you is what I would do is 
think of one NPC that you could make a character in your in your head. Yep. For each of the locations for us to interact with um, and run with it. And like when we get there, we meet this character and we can interact with them. Uh, this will help with like pushing the story as well and, and the world a little more. And the teachers were fine. Like that was perfect with the teachers. Yeah, like, absolutely. And, and especially like what I liked, what I liked with the teachers is, is we could see as they were getting fed up with us. <laughs> like, yeah. Okay. Now you're somebody else's problem. Go see the nurse. That, that's the American and nurse that like, me back. Yeah. <laughs> and the nurse is like, get out of here, please. Nope. I'm almost sad to have done that because this is supposed to be a completely optimistic town. And what I'm really doing is channeling an actual high school coach that I had. Yeah, well, maybe um, that one high school coach doesn't want to just be one game away. Maybe he actually wants to get it this yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that could be, yeah. Yeah, that could be. But yeah, I, I don't know if you've done this already. But um, again, just something that's been invaluable to me is – just to have a sheet in front of me of random names. Oh yeah, I'm I'm horrible with names, so I have to come up with all of the names of people beforehand because I'm on the fly. Names for me is like uh, two dwarfs that own a shop that are called Rock and Roll because I can't think of anything. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean I'm the same. So, but I I try to come up with names beforehand. But in my games, my players don't want to know the names of the people that I planned out. They want to know the names. Hey, who's that random stranger in the crowd that I just tapped on the tapped shoulder? On shoulder. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, and, yeah. and that I just told me, oh, that's Bob. What, and like what, really what I usually campaign. do. What I usually do is I'm like, you tell me what his name is. Yeah. And that works. Yep. Because then that character becomes more memorable, even though, even if they're not supposed to be memorable. Uh, it becomes more memorable for the players because they made the name up, and they'll be more likely to remember it. Like, yep. and that takes off some of the heavy lifting off of you. Yeah, in games like really in any of the games that I run, uh, I'll sometimes let give a lot of the agency to the players for some of the NPCs, unless I've like really thought out that character. Um, if it's someone that's like on the street or some like vendor in some shop somewhere that I didn't really think up because they're like, oh, I want to go buy a potion somewhere. Um, I'll just tell them this is what the person is. It's a it's a small dwarf. Um, what's his name? What do you think his name is? And then I'll just run with that. And I, yeah, and I, I was trying to do some of that because I like that idea where, where we're really collaboratively telling the story. I mean, I may come up with something where I, I see something like, like I was asking you guys about the classes you were in and it made sense to me to ask that question because it was helping me to flesh out what things look like. Yeah. And it also gives you time to think about what, what's going to happen next as we're thinking, well, what's the name of this person? Yeah. I, um, it was, and, and, and this might be something that's like more uniquely to kids on bikes, right? where we're in school we're in class and we may not always have the same class together so then trying to decide okay am i going to be in the same class with them um right now and what happened like not just what happens if i say no but how does how does that affect the rest of our day because we're you know we're, we're, we're having our own classes the the are the other students are having their own classes and it's that whole never separate the party well you're in school, right? Yeah, like, yeah. So, 
Well, I you know, I was talking to to Woody about that too. Like in kids on bikes, you, you kind of separate a lot. Yeah. Like the party gets separated quite often. Because this isn't really, I mean, it's a deadly game in the sense of if you get into a fight, you're probably going to die. But there's no hit points, you know, like, yeah. uh, you're, you're not really fighting monsters. You're trying to figure things out and stop bad things from happening to you or the town or, you know, trying to help someone else. That is actually one of my favorite things about Kids on Bikes is that it's not really about the numbers that much. The numbers kind of help tell the story, but the story, you know, kind of collaboratively builds itself. And so uh, that, that works really nicely for me. I, I feel like the num like the character sheet, like for the numbers, uh, the, the dice dictating like who you are a little bit kind of helps. Yeah. So like how I pictured it, uh, I'm not like the the smartest person but i am the smartest person when it comes to a book like i am very book smart like that's how i see myself so me having a brains of a d20 like yeah some sometimes i get it but if it's about a book and it was and i read it i, I probably know it what was the nurse's name that i gave you guys <laughs> i'm trying to write down these names uh, here sally Where's jacobs jacobs, oh, no, jacobs. sorry yeah Sally Jane was the, the character. Uh, Trying to keep Mr. up with my NPCs, so I got Sally Jane. Mr. Mr. Mosley, the teacher. Mr. Mosley, the math Coach teacher. Stewart. Nurse Jacobs. And uh, uh, a whisper voice kind of thing. Yes. 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 Okay. Wow. One thing that I like to do in the start of a game, I will say, is I'll ask the players to tell me what they remember before I ever say anything. Uh, this way they could all get excited again about the last things that happened, because usually what they remember, mm -hmm. uh, or whatever was important to them in, in the last game is the thing that they're gonna say. And then you also now know, oh, that was important, so maybe I should play on that a little later. Yeah, that makes sense. Exactly, well, I mean, I, I still do it, but going along, adding on to that, that, I almost don't put as much emphasis on when asking, like, what did you like about the session? What did you not like? I pay more attention yeah. to what they remember the next yeah. week. Yeah. And, uh... That's that's more important than, than what they actually liked because they probably don't know what they like until they start getting really into the game anyway. And you can usually tell when, when the group is liking it because they're laughing, they're having fun, uh, or, or they're participating at all. The last couple of weeks I've been running uh, for – for my like i have a, a couple clients in their 20s and um i've been running um companion's tale and the quiet year uh for, for them individually and i won't even do the recap i'll let them do it like you know and let them run with it that's that's the parts that like i may have taken notes on on a lot of the stuff but especially in games like that where especially like i'm starting to see it with, with companion's tale um when you're playing it the like duet when you're playing like uh, just two people um yeah what you remember is what's most important to your character to your companion and how they relate to the hero so i just you know whether that be about the world or their own character and sometimes i don't even recap my own stuff uh it depends on the game for me about what i recap um as a gm 
uh, and in a game like uh, The Quiet Year, for example, if we're running a game for The Quiet Year for a bunch of kids, and I'll ask them what they remember, and then I will uh, input the rest of the information that might be important for a game. It's interesting to see that with um, what I'm, I'm starting to get a better feel for Companion's Tale, and because it's a game about unreliable narrators, the recap is really interesting. Yeah, that that's that's a little different. When, yeah. when you're playing with an unreliable narration of of the game, it's probably more fun to not give your perspective. Yeah, I would like to I would like to do more like that. I think uh, in sessions. Okay. Um. How much bleed is in your characters? Just so I'm taking care of you properly, because some of this is, uh, like, uh, um, Tim, that that nervous side is uh, really powerful. <laughs> Um, I, I play a lot of games and I get really into my character. Uh, I don't always put a lot of myself into my characters. I, a lot of times I'll just channel whatever, like, is something that I can relate this character to. And for me, this character is Tweak from, uh, South Park. <laughs> yeah, nice. South Park. Uh, okay. This, I, oh, okay. I, I pretty Got much it. took okay. tweak, and I'm like, "This is JJ." Okay. Perfect. Okay. Uh, for me, there's a good amount of bleed. Um, high school definitely like that goth punk kid. It's just I went to high school in the early 2000s, so early 2000s. But I always really liked like 80s stuff. So this is almost a chance of like, "Hey, what would have been like had I gone to high school in the 80s rather than when I did?" When when I was going to high school, half the stuff I listened to was stuff from the '80s or you know, late '80s. Um, so yeah, there there is a good amount for me. Uh, uh, I, I was less obnoxious. I would like to think I was a lot less obnoxious than I'm playing my character, but who knows? <laughs> um, I I compartmentalize a lot in a lot of the you know different things that I do. Um, so sometimes. Sometimes there, like, I would say there is none, but then I would go back and be like, oh, well, yeah. Like, so, like, I, I had a, we, we, we played a game with, with Doug a couple months ago, and I, I, apparently I put a lot of bleed into it, but I didn't even realize it until afterwards, until he talked to me about it afterwards. Um, and so, right now, for me, um, there are certain things that I can see that I am doing, that I did do in high school um to kind of like connect with other people um and then there's like so for example i think what will help me separate from oscar is his flaw of of being paranoid um but when i tie that into wanting to be liked as well and wanting to connect with other people as well i could see where Oh, uh, there would be a little bit more of a bleed. Like, for example, um, offering to play spades. Like, off, like, off, like, hey, we got a fourth person at the table. Let's play something. Like, the spades and dominoes is definitely like a, a, a bleed moment for me. I I think really the only parts of of the bleed for me are like what I was into. I was into D and I was into Star Wars. You know, I was I was into those things. I definitely wasn't the kid who was wearing uh, a tie and khakis and penny loafers at all. Um, but I, 
I was a little rebellious. Um, definitely was not. Um, I definitely wasn't prepared hmm. for anything hmm. ever. Um, but yeah, I was a little superstitious. I will say that I did read a lot of like lore and stuff like that from different stuff. So that that's a little bit of, of bleed too. But uh, for me, that's just about it. Yeah, I think adding on in one of the ways that even like, again, without intention, this character could be therapeutic for me to play. Um, I have pretty severe ADHD and I have a September birthday. And I was one of those folks with a September birthday that got skipped ahead instead of left one behind. So I was always like half a year to a year younger than everyone else in my grade and having severe ADHD while my intellectual intelligence was up there with them or maybe even slightly beyond my emotional intelligence was three years behind everybody so you know in many ways i was billy i was like you know the goth punk kid and doing all that but without the confidence and without the like emotional maturity the emotional maturity so i'm going to be interested to see what it's like to play out what it might have been like to be the way i was but with that emotional maturity and more confidence hmm. yeah so one thing I would say that but going forward as, you know, nothing that we have to answer right now, but if you could kind of decide, so we're kind of looking at this, part of this is me trying to learn to be a therapeutic game master. And even though we're not miss necessarily setting up therapeutic goals or anything for this, yeah. maybe if you, I, you guys identified, you know, what you would like to see happen for your character um, and gave that to me in some way so that I can kind of see how I can build that into our process. You can we can kind of use it as wish fulfillment, or we can kind of use it as a way to play out a perspective like you were just talking about, Brennan, where it's like this is something I would like to have seen what would happen. Mm. So that way we're kind of getting into not just the fun of playing, which I think we're gonna have a great time playing, but also the fun of of working through some some minor issues that you may be facing or things that you'd like to see happen. So with with that. Um... And and I think after after we you know we get to where we're at where we want to like go back and really um, look at the whole picture, I would want to ask you, um, how do you believe change happens? Mm. In like so when you're when we're so when we're talking about um, being like a like a therapeutic GM, uh, we're talking about making play purposeful, but that is you know. You could have the, the play be purposeful, and then you're going to have a very stark difference between what you think that the change, where the change is going to come from, and where for the client, for the person playing, where that change is coming from. You know, um, so I, when, when, because especially with, with the clients that, that we're working with, and, and just being very purposeful with how we play and, 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 and what yeah. we play. And with everything that's going on right now with COVID nineteen, that like now, I'm I'm caught on a flat foot because it's like, well, we spent the last like almost two years saying we don't want to use electronics, you know, with with a lot of our and, clients, and now and now here here we are using only electronics. Yeah. So then I have to go back and be like, okay, this is why I'm using this because this is the type of change I'm looking for, and the type of uh the type of situations I'm trying to create for your child.
So I, I like that question. Uh, what what does change look like? So I guess just something to think about before we get together next week. Um, and I will try to uh, map out some of these characters a little better. <laughs> I have some ideas. I know where I'm going, but I don't always know how to get there. So it's like so I we'll, see the destination off in the distance. I just don't know what road gets me there. That, that's therapy in general. Yeah, yes. yeah, seriously. <laughs> It's also hard, uh, you know, as a first-time GM, uh, not knowing the world good enough yet. You know, like none of us know it yet. We we haven't really built it yet. You know, this is our first session. We kind of started to build a little bit on on what the town looks like and what the people are like and what we're like in this world because we don't even really know what we are in this world yet. Right. So, uh, I think that'll come after like a few sessions. By the third session, I think everyone will kind of have like a, a gel of what this world is and and it should run a little smoother for you so let me let me ask you this because um this is something that i would play with um when i'm when i'm working with with my clients it's the idea of a miracle question right mm -hmm. so now in this situation right would you want us to think about that in regards to our character or in regards to like us as players So like setting up goals, setting up something that like, like what you were saying before, like, okay, keep something in mind um, for going forward. And then it's like, then my question would be like, okay, which, and I guess this is part of, uh, part of with me, how compartmentalizing, am I thinking about this in this way, or do you want me to think about it in this way? I think rather than me answer that question for you, it, it's better for you to answer that and question that's a, for you. That's a perfect answer. That's, that's perfectly fine. Yeah. Because really, I mean, if it's going to be change worthy, it's going to if it's going to do something for you that that you you're not doing elsewise, like you're not you're going to use it, this character as some kind of jumping off point for yourself. That's for you to decide, and and I just want to help that to manifest if I can possibly do that. Also recognizing that that's all you. So I, what I'd like to do is set the conditions for what you want to happen, and then let you take the reins from there. I like it. I like it. Yeah, yeah seriously. seriously. Okay. Well, so we'll come back next Tuesday at 7.30. I believe that uh, we're better at our technology and we're only going to get better. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah. I'm going to get a camera by then somehow. You know, Tim, I, I looked for the camera and what I found is that because of what's going on now, the cameras are not in stock at Amazon. So people with wow. extra cameras are saying, hey, I can get a whole bunch of money for a camera I only paid $30, $40 yeah. for. Is that what's going on? Because I don't remember paying no, like $200. No, the camera, camera you're looking at is, is one of the highest rated, low-priced cameras. And the fact is that Amazon's out of it, where normally they would have it through Amazon Prime. Yeah. And, and that's what I thought. I was like, man, I remember this being like one of like the best cameras for its price. Most of the yeah, cameras are third-party like sellers only, only right now. Mm -hmm. Which I thought Amazon mm -hmm. had gotten rid of third-party sellers. But here's even worse. The ones that are cheap, they won't get the meal soon. Wow. Mm. All right. Could, well, you use your, could you use your cell phone as a camera? I could, but that would mean I'd have to have either three windows open or I'd have to have it with uh, Roll20 on it. Well, I would say if you pass by a Best Buy, just step in, yeah. just grab a, a Logitech uh, camera because I, I think the Logitechs are 
are a good like jump off spot or for, or do for the webcams. Do one of one of what I like to do is ask for the display model. <laughs> yeah, you can do that too. Cool. Right now, that camera. might be all they have. Right now, they're only letting ten people come into Best Buy at a time. Yeah, yeah, we actually went there recently, and it was pretty much the same thing. Yeah. So, and I'm I'm kind of freaked out by going out right now because uh, I'm yeah. one degree of separation from someone with COVID mm. at this point, yeah. um, and two degrees and three degrees. I've got a there's there's a no, nobody that I really know and care about deeply, but there are people that I I associate with that I know are experiencing challenges. Um, mm. So I'm. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what to stay in as much as can. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I get it. But I, I also, you know, if I can go get a camera, I, you know, if I could just like order it online, go pick it up and not touch anybody, wash the box when I get in, wash my hands when I get do you, in. Do you have one of those Amazon locations by you? Like a pickup location? Uh, the only pickup location would be um, Whole Foods if they're open. A Staples might be a good backup plan. Staples, okay, yeah, Staples, Staples is around true. the corner also. Staples, Office Depot. We went to Office well, Depot Office the other Depot, day. Yeah. I don't know if we're moving to government-enforced kind of lockdown. Right now we're in this kind of state of we expect people to have personal responsibility, which is working for some people but not everybody. It's not, yeah. it's not when we were at the grocery out. store the other day, there was probably about 100 people there all together. Yeah, Pennsyl are... Pennsylvania and New Jersey are pretty hardcore, but people are still just out and about. Yep. By where we're at, it's yeah. We we barely see anybody out right now. Unless there's unless there's like ten people lined up around the block for like a, the meat market or something. Yeah. For some reason, I've never seen anyone go into this meat market, but now because of of COVID, there's like a huge line for this meat market. My problem is I'm out here in Trump country, which means everybody believes everything he says. So if mm -hmm. he turns, they'll turn. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. So most mostly people are out just like, ah, I can take it, I can handle it. Ah, I can fight so that. that 200,000 deaths is going to be the lowest. That's that's the most Yeah. yeah. So you yeah, you're going to have to be real careful out there then because yeah. you're going to get a delayed spike. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. In fact, our our spike is supposed to show up in 2 weeks. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess uh, you know, you guys know from like Pax Unplugged how crowded Philly is. A friend of yeah, mine who lives in the city said the other day uh, he had to go to a doctor's appointment, and he was just walking down. He could walk in the middle of Broad Street practically, like no cars, wow. no people out. I used to live in Philly, so I get it. Like that, That's nuts. It, there's a lot of people, and the scene, that would freak me out. If I was in Philly and I saw no people, it would freak me yeah, out. Yeah, it's like Walking Dead, some type of post-apocalyptic. Yeah. Yeah. There was a Charlton Heston film where he was like the only person left on the world. Yeah. I can't remember what it was, but that that sounds like that feels like what's happening in some areas of of the of where I'm at. Yeah, it's it's a little spooky. Yep. All right, guys. Well, thank weird. you uh, for yeah. hanging out with me. Thank you. And thank you. Uh, we'll Thanks do this again next Tuesday. Thank you uh, so much. This definitely. has been a blast, and honestly, yeah. Yeah. it's much needed with all yeah, this. Seriously. They're yeah. crazy that I'm going through all of this. Yeah. So thank you, guys. Thank you, Woody, you. and thank. Thank you guys, Tim and Brian, so much. I appreciate playing yeah. with you guys, man. It means a lot. Thank you. Really. All right. Take care. We'll see you soon. Thank you, guys. Take care. Take care.